Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we conclude our study of Paul's letter to the Ephesians. Before we deal with this passage specifically, understand that prayer is not one of the pieces of armor. Paul is not saying that prayer is a weapon. It is mentioned in the context of spiritual war and the armor of God, and it's meant to be used in the midst of battle. But it is not a piece of the armor and it is not a weapon. He doesn't say to put on prayer. And you don't aim prayer at the enemy and pull some imaginary spiritual trigger. You can discover the true function of prayer studying this passage along with other Bible passages that teach us about the proper function of prayer in the life of a believer. Please listen to Pastor Harris as he delivers today's portion of this week's message entitled, Praying Always. All prayer and petition. Two words that very much overlap. Prayer is the most general word for prayer. It, It describes any communication directed toward God. It can be a prayer for help, a prayer of confession, a prayer of profession of faith, a prayer of adoration of God, a prayer of thanksgiving, a prayer of intercession for somebody else. It's the most generic word for prayer. The word petition is a specific prayer for a specific need or situation. It comes from a a root word that means to to want or to beg or to need or request. So it's not God bless the whole wide world. Now I'm all for God blessing the whole wide world. He did. He so loved the whole wide world that He gave His only begotten Son. But God also delights to hear in detail the desires of your hearts the concern of your heart. He loves to hear you articulate your concern for the need of others. So all kinds of prayer, all varieties of prayer. All number two, which is really all number one, I don't know why I did that. Now it really bugs me, um, is the when and where of prayer at all times in the Spirit. Now, all times is pretty easy to understand. It's the same word for time that we saw back in chapter 5, verse 16, where it's not talking about time as in the chronology of one second after another. It's talking about a time in the sense of it's the time for this to happen, an opportune time, a circumstance, a a need, or an open door for some kind of ministry. The concept of praying at all times is also reinforced by that word uh, praying, It's a present participle. That means it's a a constant, ongoing action. As you wear the armor, as you're in the battle, you should always be praying in every circumstance of this, and in light of every occasion. Prayer is not just for catastrophes. It's not just when you are specifically under attack. It's not just for rejoicing. It isn't just for meal times. It's not just on special days. It's not just that prayer that you've written down and memorized. It's for all the time. Whether you feel like it or not, it's always right to be praying. And then there's an interesting where of prayer. It's not where in a zip code kind of place. The literal meaning is in the sphere of the Spirit, praying at all times in the Spirit. 
True prayer isn't just words passing over your lips. It needs to come from you, the real you, your spirit, your soul, your heart, your, the, the, the inner you, if you will. And it needs to be under the control of the Holy Spirit, which you have in you, as we've learned in Ephesians chapter 5. And you can be filled with the Holy Spirit. Your prayer needs to be empowered by the Holy Spirit as much as any part of the Christian life does. Now, look at Romans chapter 8, verses 26 and 27. I want to talk about what praying in the Spirit means. Well, you're in the Spirit, the Spirit is in you, and you're praying. Romans 8, 26 and 27. In the same way, the Spirit also helps our weakness. For we do not know how to pray as we should. But the Spirit Himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is because he intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. Understand, the Spirit is with you. He is in you. He lives in you. He indwells you. You can be full of the Spirit under His control. That's how it should be as you pray. If you look at Jude verse 20, and by the way, we're going to do a little series on Jude this, uh, this fall. So uh, buckle your seatbelts and you can read the book 20 times before we get there. And I promise you'll still have questions. Great little book. Jude verse 20, he says, But you, beloved, building yourselves up in your most holy faith, comma, praying in the Holy Spirit. That means that praying is much more than an act of the flesh. And here again, we need to address some false teaching on what praying in the Holy Spirit means. There are some people who interpret this to mean that there are two kinds of prayer, that which you verbalize in your own language and that which you pray in unknown tongues, or as some have invented the word, your own prayer language. That's a doctrine that has arisen from the spiritual experiences of some people, but it doesn't come from the Bible. There is nothing whatsoever in the context of any of these passages, Ephesians 6 where we are, Romans 8 that we just quoted, or, or, even, or even Jude. None of those things are dealing with spiritual gifts. And speaking in tongues is one of the spiritual gifts. It's one of the miraculous spiritual gifts, which is the sign of an apostle. The idea of a prayer language unique to one person, and that person doesn't know what the language is, that's completely foreign to the text of the New Testament. You can go back and um, uh, scrub through our teaching in 1 Corinthians. You'll get to chapter 4, 12 and 14. You'll, you'll see much more about that. But what this does mean is that prayer is a spiritual exercise. It is to come from the real you of the Spirit. You'll notice in Romans 8, it mentions your heart and it mentions the Holy Spirit. There, there's such an intertwining there. The motivation, the prompting, the desire, and the energy of prayer is part of your life in the Spirit. It's part of the ministry of the indwelling Holy Spirit to you. And it goes without saying, your spirit should be under the control of the Holy Spirit. So praying in the Spirit is a natural expected evidence of the presence of the Holy Spirit in your life. It's praying in harmony with the desires of the Spirit of God as you ascertain them. And you ascertain them from what He has revealed to you in His Word. 
It's praying with the right motive. It's the desire to glorify God. It's the desire to allow His Spirit to work through you. It's a desire to see His Spirit work in the lives of others that you may pray for. Now look again. Number one, the all number one is the variety of prayer, all prayer and petition. Everything general, everything specific. Number two, the when and where, all times in the Spirit. Number three, the manner of prayer is with all perseverance. Be on the alert there means to keep awake, not be falling asleep. Be attentive, be vigilant. It implies alertness as the opposite of laziness or lethargy or listlessness. All perseverance is an interesting phrase. It's actually an intensified form of a word that means strong. It means having tenacity, hanging in there. It implies giving ongoing attention to something. And it is antithetical to our culture. We live in a world of tweets and sound bites. And God says, persist in prayer. Um, We tend to think if if we don't have something tangible in our hands to show for the time that we've spent, well, it's not worth our time. It's pretty hard to show something tangible in your hands most of the time when you pray. But this is what God expects of us. If you look at the, the, the first believers in Christ anywhere in Jerusalem, Acts chapter 1, verse 14, Jesus had just ascended and they were with one mind continually devoting themselves to prayer. Skip down to chapter 2, verse 42, the end of the second chapter of Acts, describing the life in the first church of anywhere in Jerusalem. They were continually devoting themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. Prayer is a great gift from God. And he says, I want to hear all of your prayers of all kinds. I want to hear them all the time. I want to hear them when it's you groaning in your spirit. I want to hear it when it's you shouting from the housetops in your, in your exaltation. He always hears. He always loves it. And he always answers. The answer is either yes, no, not now, or I have an even better idea or a better time. We know the, the, the phrases that we call typically the Lord's Prayer, and we usually say it and remember it in the version that it's recorded in the middle of the Sermon on the Mount in, in Matthew chapter 6. And it's, and it's there, and that's right, and that's good. But there's a parallel passage in Luke chapter 11 where Jesus gives an almost identical sample prayer. And in the following verses, Luke 5, 11, 5 through 13, in talking about prayer, he tells the story of the fellow who persists in asking his friend over and over and over until he gets what he needs. We are to continue in prayer, persevere in prayer. But now keep your perspective balanced where it needs to be. When you pray, you need to understand it's not to be primarily seeking what you want. And you say, well, wait a minute. That's not so bad. I want my wife to be well. I, I, I want this persecution to stop. I want this war to end. Okay, that's fine. But you need to be seeking what God wants. And prayer is part of the process of aligning my heart, my desires with the will 
of God. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.